Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders! Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of the show, Unnecessary Roughness. My man, Damon Cotton, he's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in the home studio asking you the question, what do you believe will be the biggest Devontae Adams effect? How will he improve the overall team the most as he was ranked number one today number one today he was a uh, uh, voted number one by his peers by uh, talent evaluators by coaches by uh, scouts by everyone like i said peers and it's the second year in a row and it's not a shock it's not like i'm surprised that he was number one but it was just kind of cool to see it solidified for the second year in a row so we want to hear from you what do you think will be the biggest effect 702-365-9200 let's go out to the phone lines talk to our guy 502 raider d welcome to the show what's on your mind so, so I've been sitting and listening to you, man. I was thinking to myself, well, what do I do to describe this? So I grew up in the projects in the hood here in Little Kentucky. And there was always that one guy that never lost a fight. He was the toughest guy in the neighborhood. And his, and his favorite term was, I wish somebody would. I wish somebody would. <laughs> I think that's going to be, that is going to be Devontae, because what's going to happen? If they single cover him, Derek Carter will be like, oh, my God, are you serious? Watch this. That is what he brings that Derek, let me tell you something. Derek has said, we have, we have a team, I don't think since Tim Brown, and I don't know, and even when Tim Brown was in his prime, I don't know that he was as dominant as Devontae Adams is in the league right now. I don't know if we've had a wide receiver, even when there's other wide receivers that Randy Moss came there. He was not the old Randy Moss. This right. is going to be something that's going to take our offense because they, they, if they single cover him, it's, it's game on. And that's what's going to happen. And I cannot wait to see. The matchups because you, if you double cover him, what's going to happen with Wilder? What's going to happen with Hunter? Right. What's going to happen right. with some of the other guys? It's going to be great to see that, man. I like it. Hey, great call, my man. I wish you would. I wish him. Yeah. <laughs> Demond's like, no, don't say it. I don't want to hit the dump button. But yeah, uh, the wish creed, right? Uh, he, Devontae Adams is going to be living by the wish creed in 2022 for the Raiders. I wish someone would single cover me. I wish someone would double cover me because then everyone else is open. And again, Demond, that kind of goes back to what you were saying. Yes, but I've got a new one. Oh, okay. Oh, you want to you, yes. you change it up? Yes, I do. Because Uh-oh. it's like, what's going to be his biggest <laughs> overall impact? Yeah. I think that he's going to make the Raiders a more attractive free agent destination. Or if oh. you've got a top five player in the league that says, no, get me over there. Get me out of here. And that's the place I want to go to. Is that going to be for this year or is it going to be for next season? Or It's going to be next year. It's going to be one of those things that it's a cumulative effect, but I do think that Devontae Adams saying, hey, get me out of here. I want to go to Vegas and play for the Raiders. That's going to make other players, maybe this upcoming offseason, the Raiders have a little bit more cap space. Okay. I want to go to the Raiders. Okay. No, that's, that's not bad. Uh, I think that the Raiders are doing a lot of good things to make uh, Las Vegas, a, an attractive destination, a destination location. Obviously, with the brand-new stadium, the facilities are fantastic. No state tax is always great, even though uh, I'll tell you firsthand that no state tax is one thing, but, uh, you know, registering your car is another thing. They're just going to go ahead and leave it at that. Uh, you know, it's nice to have no state tax, but when you got to register that car, man, that's that's another that's a whole other ball game. But 
with that being said, I think that they do have a lot of great parts that are going to make free agents want to go to the team. And when you see a big-time free agent, like you mentioned, Devontae Adams want to go to the team, even though he wasn't a free agent at the time, they, you know, they traded for him. But uh, when you see that he wanted to go there and other guys want to go there, we see how much uh, Sue, and Dominican Sue is putting it out there that he basically wants to go to the Raiders. So, I mean, when you start seeing guys like that, and they're not just going to the team to try to collect a check, they're going because they believe they can win. Plus, on top of that, they feel like that they have you know some good, some good other parts on the team and some things alike, then yeah, I, I can see I can see exactly where you're going with that. So that that makes a whole lot of sense. But you can you can chime in and let us know at seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Also, Sam and Ash text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Let's go ahead and jump into cover three. It's time for Q's Cover Three NFL news and notes of the day here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. And let's keep it with the Raiders right now. Let's talk about one of those weapons that are going to be lining up on the field uh, alongside Devontae Adams, and that's Darren Waller, the big-time tight end. Uh, Obviously, he's a guy that I believe is going to be getting some kind of contract extension or some kind of, uh, not bonus money, but some kind of guaranteed money before training camp opens up. I would think so, and that's going to happen sooner rather than later because training camp opens up next week, and if it doesn't happen by the time training camp opens up, I think it happens before the regular season starts. But, again, that's all for another day. That's something to pay attention to and see how it all shakes out. He was on the Chris Long Greenlight podcast, and he was talking about the tight end position and the evolution of it. Plus, you'll hear a follow-up question about compensation from Chris Long. So here is Darren Waller on the Chris Long Greenlight podcast. I feel like it's a position that's becoming more and more fit to, you know, carry a team's passing game. I mean, you see it on a lot of different occasions with, you know, myself for a couple years, Travis for – a long period of time, George, you know, Mark Andrews setting franchise records in Baltimore, Kyle Pitts, like, you know, just guys that have all the abilities necessary to, you know, be the focal point of the passing game for teams and, you know, hopefully being compensated as such. Exactly. Okay. Well, there's the alley-oop to question too, which is how did we go about paying these tight ends? Because we talked about it with Kelsey and George was talking about it. How do we evaluate? Because there's still variability in like what a tight end does. Like we're not at the point now where all guys have skill and that's not to throw shade at anybody who blocks most of the time or anything, but how should they classify that and get guys paid? I don't know if it's like a, if it's a certain benchmark of, of stats or like percentages of places lined up. Um, percentages of routes ran right. or read. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like, but I feel like it couldn't, it shouldn't be that complicated. I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, the impact that a certain guy is having on your team and he should be paid according to that impact. So there's Darren Waller right there. He was on the Chris Long Green Light podcast talking about the evolution of the tight end, and I think he's right. I think you're starting to see a lot more tight ends that are very athletic and, like he said, capable of, of carrying the offense. And you heard him say, him say himself, you know, hey, I did it for a couple seasons, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. I mean, he, he started naming the, the exceptional tight ends. And, again, ESPN's top ten list for tight ends is going to come out tomorrow. That will be on ESPN.com, put out by Jeremy Fowler. So uh, I expect Darren Waller to be at the very top. But you also heard him say, DeMond, that hopefully, you know, we get paid and get compensated for it. And then that's when uh, that's when Chris Long decided to do the, you know, the like you said, uh, that was an alley-oop to my next question about how to get these guys paid. So clearly Darren Waller knows and feels like he is underpaid for what he does, not only him, but the great tight ends in the league, and he is one of them. Yeah, what he mentioned there, basically when it comes to the impact that they make, that I don't know that it should should strictly be numbers-based, but maybe if you are over a certain amount of receptions, 
look maybe look at paying that tight end but more in the receiver realm. Right. If it's like, hey man, if he's got like eighty five receptions for the year, quit with the BS. He's basically one of your best receivers on the team. No right. matter if it's wide receiver or tight end or wherever you're lining them up at. He's a go to option. You know, and I think that at some point and I don't I don't know when it's gonna happen, I think one of these CBAs is gonna be signed where there's not really positions. There's, the money's not slotted by positions. The money should be slotted by player, right? Just what impact, like you mentioned, what impact do they have on the team? Because one of the sticking points, not only tight ends and wide receivers, not only do they have that sticking point, and obviously a wide receiver gets paid a lot more than tight ends do, but, you know, like edge rushers and linebackers. You know, sometimes teams try to classify a guy as a linebacker, and then all of a sudden they're getting paid a lot less than that, that big-time edge rusher, even though they may rush the passer like, 85% of the time, but they still try to, to classify him as a linebacker because of the scheme that they play in. So I think that what would make sense moving forward is stop classifying all these different players in certain positions. Hell, even quarterbacks. You know, what do we say about quarterbacks and their pay? <laughs> no, I'm seriously, like, think about it. Think about the quarterback pay. Well, the next guy up's going to get paid. Well, why? How about you just put him in position of what he's earned? You know what I mean? Like, if he's an exceptional player, one of the best of the best, great. But the Cowboys, for example, probably shouldn't have had to pay Dak Prescott $40 million a year because I don't know if he's a $40 million a year guy. Hell, people can say that about, you know, people can look at Derek Carr and say, hey, maybe he got paid more than he should. I don't think so because I thought that Carr's contract was very team friendly. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just because you're the next guy up at that certain position doesn't mean that you should always leapfrog that guy. I think that these contracts should be not paid by position but paid by player. I think that makes more sense. But then the, that I think that that goes to what the agents are able to manipulate with throughout these teams and maybe like holdouts or just saying, like, trade the guy. You see A.J. Brown going to Philly. I'm right. not saying that he wanted his way out, but I'm sure the Titans just said, hey, we don't think that you are a $25 million a year wide receiver. Right. And, and then see, it's just that, like, well, Philly's, that's Philly, if Philly thinks you are, hey, you can go to Philly then. That's a great example, the wide receiver. That's even better than the quarterback one because this offseason, and we'll be talking Jaguars in just a little while, doing our training camp two-a-days, what did the Jaguars do? They increased the market for the wide receiver in a major way. No disrespect to Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, but how much did they get paid? How much did they get paid? They got paid a grip. So that made Devontae Adams' price go up. That made Tyreek Hill's price go up. That made Stephon Diggs' price go up. That made every wide receiver that was in line price go up. Not saying none of those guys deserved it. All those guys deserved the money. Don't get me wrong, because all those guys are exceptional. But the two guys that started it off? They're not exceptional. They're good. They're good, but Christian Kirk never had a 1,000-yard season, and he basically set the bar. You know what I mean? It's like, and look, I know Raider fans aren't going to be mad because Tyreek Hill is now out of Kansas City. He's in Miami, but, I mean, literally, because Christian Kirk got paid so much from Jacksonville, that, that really started the domino effect of getting Tyreek Hill out of the AFC West. So if you actually got paid by who you were as a player – for the teams, that would make sense. Now, I know players would be like, no, hell no, Q. I want to get – hey, man, I want to be the next guy up. I'll take that. I get that. But I think it should be the other way around. I think it makes more sense to get what you actually earned. Yeah, I don't know. You, maybe you'll remember the specifics more, more than me. But when Khalil Mack, wasn't that the issue with him as well when it comes to classifying as this or that? And it's just – hey, he's almost a perennial defensive player of the year. It doesn't matter if he's classified as a linebacker or a defensive end or whatever that issue was. Right. No, I think that that 
played a little bit of a factor into how much money he was going to make and how much money he was going to be offered, but uh, there was no way that his agent, I believe his agent was Joel Siegel, uh, there's no way his agent was going to let him be classified as a linebacker. He, that dude was coming off of uh, 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 you know, a Defensive Player of the Year uh, award, and I mean, he, he was, there's no way. That guy, I mean, he gets after the quarterback. But, uh, you know, to your point, if he's playing in a certain scheme, he could be considered a linebacker. And matter of fact, he made he actually made what the all-pro team as a linebacker and an edge rusher. So uh, really that argument wasn't going to work because he was already, you know, first-team pro and in every position he played. Hell, you could have put him at punter and they probably would have gave him first-team pro. I mean, he's just he's that stinking good. So there were so many different elements that went into that. But I do think that that's one way that, you know, you can kind of start to start to clean that up. And, again, a guy like Darren Waller who, you know, is, is a, a, a wide receiver in a tight end's body, let's put it like that. A guy like that can get paid more because of all the production that he has and everything that he's done. That just, I just think that that makes a whole lot more sense. Uh, how about this? I know you're excited about this. Adrian Peterson and, and Le'Veon Bell, you know that they're going to fight. Um, Le'Veon Bell is real serious about this. Like He's really serious about this. He says he's not playing football at all next year, and I don't know if that's just because no team really wants him, but he said he's, he's focusing on, on the fight game. That's a cheap plug right there for DeMond's show called The Fight Game on our sister station, uh, 12.30 The Game, KLAV. So there you go. That's at, uh, what, 12 o'clock now? We're shifting at 12? 12 o'clock tomorrow. There Evan you go, Mack's going to be joining the show tomorrow. Who? Evan Mack. Oh, there you go. Evan Mack, that's my guy. See, there you go. That's a good cheap plug for your show. But uh, you can tune into DeMond on The Fight Game. But Le'Veon Bell, he's uh, maybe you should get Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson to talk about their, uh, their matchup. Oh, that'd be the show of the year. There you go. Well, <laughs> there it is. There, he is talking about he is going to focus on fighting all year long, and uh, these two are supposed to square up. Adrian Peterson, he's not hes not like Le'Veon Bell. He said, hey, man, I'm holding out hope that a team wants me to play in 2022. That's what I want to do. I'm going to focus in on this fight, but if any team calls me, I'm ready. So Le'Veon Bell, he's out for 2022. Adrian Peterson, he hopes he's in. <laughs> he has no problem saying, I want to be in. Uh, Amazon, I talk about them all the time. I think that they're going to be the, the, the outlet, the streaming service that ends up getting a Sunday ticket eventually. They are targeting Drew Brees for a possible quarterbacks-only megacast. So that's going to be a Thursday night football um, kind of a showcase, and it's going to be about four to six games during the 2022 season. So basically they're going to kind of – try to piggyback and copycat what uh, ESPN is doing with the Mannings, with the Manning cast. Amazon is trying to do the quarterback-only mega cast. So, uh, you know, if, if it works for one, everyone's going to do it. Again, I've said this so many times when it comes to Amazon, they want to be players in this world in a major way. So they're trying to target everyone they can. They know that Drew Brees didn't do that great in the studio as far as analysis, but – I think if he's part of a quarterback-only mega cast and it's only four to six games a season, I think he'll be all right. But would you watch? No, I don't watch any of that. I don't watch no, the Manning okay. cast. I haven't watched the Manning cast. I haven't watched it one time. People are like, oh, it's great, Q. You got to watch it. I, I don't even watch it. I watch Monday Night Football. I enjoy watching Lewis Riddick and, and company, and I know it's not going to be them this year. It's going to be Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. I get that. But uh, I enjoyed watching Lewis Riddick, and I, I had no problem uh, with that, that crew. And then they had the other, the dueling, the dueling broadcast. I didn't need the dueling broadcast. I was good. Yeah, because with these like alternative broadcasts, it's like, are people actually going to watch? Maybe with the Manning cast, I did check out a couple of games like Marshawn Lynch is on. Let me see what he's going to say. Russell Wilson, he's not that interesting, but maybe he'll try to make a little news. So on a particular guest, but if it's just Drew Brees and maybe he brings on another former quarterback, that's not moving the needle for me to want to turn away from the regular broadcast. Somebody will watch it, right? Somebody will watch it and, and think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? They're just going to be like, oh, my goodness, that is the greatest. Speaking of Lewis Riddick and company, uh, ESPN's football broadcast this season, they're actually going to be doing some games. They're not doing Monday Night Football like they did a season ago, but Lewis Riddick, Dan Orlowski is going to be part of the an- a- analyst. Uh, Steve Levy, he's going to be doing the play-by-play. Laura Rutledge, she'll be the reporter. They're going to do multiple. That's how they're, they're calling it, multiple NFL games during the 2022 NFL season. I'm always a big fan of Lewis Riddick. I really am. I always enjoy hearing his breakdowns. I think he's very smart. Uh, I know a lot of Raider fans wanted him to be the next GM of the Silver and Black. I think that the Raiders did just fine in Dave Ziegler. I think they did just fine in Champ Kelly. I think that they made the right decision. You know, you don't want to go down that route of, uh, you know, a TV analyst part two. You don't want to do that again after uh, it didn't really work out with Mike Mayock, but uh, always a big fan of Lewis Riddick. Love what he brings to the table. So uh, he is going to be part of ESPN's broadcast throughout the course of the 2022 season. And speaking of Lewis Riddick, We've been talking a lot about Lamar Jackson and his contract situation and what he's going to be doing. And Lewis Riddick was on uh, ESPN. Matter of fact, he was on Get Up talking about the great position that Lamar was in when it comes to his contract situation. Yeah, look, I, I've echoed the same, the same sentiment simply because of how important he is to that organization. See, there's going to be people like, obviously, when you look at this, you know, when you look at this ranking as far as how coaches and scouts and executives and players rank these quarterbacks in the NFL – Look, they're not really factoring in how, how important maybe these individual players are to their individual teams, especially when we're talking about a guy like Lamar Jackson. They built their entire organization around him. They designed an entire offense around him. They call plays specifically designed to take advantage of his skill set as an athlete overall and as a thrower you know, in terms of his ability to throw the football in the middle of the field in a way that no other team does. No other team has, has really invested into their guys specifically the way that the Baltimore Ravens have. And I think if you're Lamar Jackson and you know that, and you know also that objectively speaking, when you look at the statistics, we win 76% of our games when I start. We average 29 points a game when I start. That is enough right there to say, hey, look, in terms of my importance to this organization and our ability to win, as this offense is presently constructed, I deserve to get paid a guaranteed contract commensurate with what, with, uh, with what the Cleveland Browns paid Deshaun Watson. Because I'm that important to you. I don't care if other, other teams feel as though I would be that important to them. I'm that important to you. So you pay me. Otherwise, I'm not coming in. Love it. Remember I said that I love to hear Lewis Riddick break down game? Breakdown ball. How about that breakdown right there? If that's not hitting it right on the head, that is perfect right there because, again, Baltimore, and I don't know how this contract negotiation is going to work. I've said it so many times. I would look at Cleveland and say, I want that, but I need about $10 million more. That's what I would say. They can tell me no. What's the worst they can tell you? No. That's it. But if I'm Lamar Jackson, I say everything that Lewis Riddick just said and break it down the exact way he just did. Hey, man, you designed this around me. I'm the guy that makes everything go. And that's you can say that without being cocky but being real at the same time. Like this is this is what you guys created. Remember when you guys traded up into the back end of the of the draft to go get me? This is why because of what you've created now. So as important as I am to you, as much as you need me to win, yeah, they have a nice little backup. I'm not going to say that I like them because people think that I'm trying to trying to get them to Vegas. <laughs> I'll never get over that. I don't even remember his name. What is it, Huntley? 
I think it's Huntley, right? I don't even I don't even remember his name anymore, but uh, <laughs> so funny. Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Tyler Huntley, man. Again, my comment of, hey, that's a nice little quarterback that they have, all of a sudden turned into, Q wants Huntley to be the Raiders' uh, starting quarterback. No, 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 never said that. <laughs> never said that at all. But Lamar Jackson's in a really good position. I don't know how his contract negotiations are going to shake out, but I have no doubt about it that Baltimore's going to get it done. They're going to find a way to get it done. Who, uh, who, who really knows exactly what the kind of money is going to look like, but it's going to get done at some point for every reason that Lewis Riddick just mentioned. 322 is the time. Just found out from Paloma she's got to cover some VGK stuff, so she's not going to be able to join us, which is okay. Sometimes that happens. We'll catch up with Paloma later on in the week to talk all things aces. We will take your calls and texts, though. We have plenty to get to, including Pro Football Focus. They put out a piece, and I know a lot of people just roll their eyes when they say Pro Football Focus, but they put out a piece – about red zone targets and wide receivers and how that may be a benefit for the silver and black. And you're probably wondering, what the hell am I talking about? Well, we'll talk about it next here on Red Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work. And the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Coming up before 4 o'clock, we will give out tickets for Battle for Vegas. The softball game, the charity softball game going on between Team Riley Smith and Team Josh Jacobs. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is representing the Raiders. The Raiders won last year. They won the year before. This year, they have Jonathan Abram, Max Crosby, Jayon Brown, Denzel Perryman, Alex Leatherwood, Foster Moreau, A.J. Cole, Kenyon Drake, Greg Maddox, Baseball Hall of Famer. I was a big fan of Greg Maddox when uh, he was pitching for the Braves. And then just added Marshawn Lynch. There you go. Marshawn Lynch is going to be part of Team Josh Jacobs as well. That takes place Monday at Las Vegas Ballpark. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got tickets coming up before 4 o'clock here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Now, I had a couple texts that I wanted to get to. had a couple tweets that I wanted to get to. We've been throwing out the question there to you on the uh, Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Give me what you believe will be the biggest Devontae Adams effect. How will he improve the overall team the most. And if you're just tuning in, Devontae Adams was uh, voted the number one wide receiver in the league on the top 10 list. According to Jeremy Fowler, it's on ESPN.com. You can go ahead and check it out. 50 different executives, coaches, players, scouts were all polled, and Devontae Adams came in number one. I thought Hunter Renfro had a chance to end up on the list somewhere, not saying top 10 uh, wide receiver, but just saying he was going to either be an honorable mention or a guy receiving votes, and he did not. He did not receive either, and that's, that's okay. On the list was Devontae Adams at one, Cooper Cup at two, Jamar Chase at three, Justin Jefferson four, Tyreek Hill at five, Stephon Diggs at six, DeAndre Hopkins at seven, Mike Evans eight, Debo Samuel at nine, and DK Metcalf at ten. Honorable mentions, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Williams. And I guess you could say, I guess you can question Michael Thomas if you want because he hasn't been healthy. You know, we all know that if you listen to me go on my rant about the running backs, if you're not healthy, you can't do anything for me. So maybe Michael Thomas shouldn't have been on the honorable mention just because of his health. Uh, Also receiving votes, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Odell Beckham Jr., and T. Higgins. So there's that. 
But uh, that was the list. So with Devontae Adams coming in at number one for the second year in a row, we just wanted to know what you believe will be the biggest Devontae Adams effect. How will he improve the overall team the most? So I uh, had a few different comments on a few different subjects. want to get to it uh, right now. Got a t- uh, tweet from Raider Lee. He said, listening from eight time zones away, DCDA. As you said, DC has targeted many receivers. DA will get the ball a lot, but also force opposition uh, opposing defenses to free up other players. And then he uh, said, here's my Jerry Rice cards. And so he showed a bunch of pictures of Jerry Rice uh, as a 49er and also as a Raider. So thank you, Raider Lee, for that tweet. Definitely appreciate you. But uh, as I mentioned, got the Salmon Ash text line open at 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, then my guy Fabian sent me a message on Twitter as well uh, talking about the different telecasts. I've never watched the Manning cast either. So there's, there you go. There's at least two of us, Damon, at least two of us that have not watched the Manning cast. I just, again, I – I don't know why. I, I've never watched, like, the national championship game where they have the coaches' room and they have other people. I just – I don't know why I never – I feel like it's too gimmicky. So I just never get involved in it. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. One thing about the Manning cast, though, that takes it away from me, where the, shrink, the, the screen gets smaller of the actual game because, you know, they've got the boxes of them because everyone's on remote. Right. And it's like you're taking away from the actual product that I want to see. Right. Well, if you have a big enough TV, I guess that's not a problem, but I do not. <laughs> I am not that guy. So there you go. Uh, we also got another text from Sir Whiskey Ray, Q&D. I love the Dukes of Hazard as a kid. I never missed the show as well. I thought I was going to marry Daisy Duke when I got older. When I did get older, it never happened. Shout out to the General Lee, though. That car, oh, boy, that was a sick ride. So that's Sir Whiskey Ray right there showing his love to the Dukes of Hazard. And so funny how we get on these conversations here on uh, on the show sometimes. It just kind of goes in a different direction at times, and that's okay. So you can chime in with your feedback on Devontae Adams, what you think he brings to the table, what his biggest Devontae Adams effect will be for the Silver and Black in 2022. Let us know about it, 702-365-9200. Again, Salmon Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Now, uh, my guy Scott actually tweeted at me and asked me if I had a Pro Football Focus account, and it's because he wanted to point out to me uh, an article about the red zone and wide receivers. And, you know, it's funny because Pro Football Focus will always send you an email about the latest features that they have, and I didn't, I didn't see the email. So he asked me uh, about it if I had seen the article, and I said, no, I haven't seen it yet, but let me check. So I did go in, and take a look at it. It's called Ranking the NFL's Best Wide Receivers in the Red Zone from the 2021 season. And of course, the red zone is one of those subjects that's near and dear to every Raider fan's heart, right, because the Raiders just have not been successful enough in the red zone. So how is that going to change this year? We've been talking a lot about Devontae Adams on the show today. How is he going to change that? We know that he's very successful when it comes to the red zone. So will he alone change the success of the Raiders in the red zone? You know, he's going to probably help, but will he do it alone and just completely make it a whole lot better? Eh, You know, some other guys are going to have to step up as well. But I found this article interesting for one reason and one reason only. Let me tell you where uh, Raiders came in. Devontae Adams was number five on this list. This is uh, the top 25 receivers in the red zone a a season ago. Top 25. Devontae Adams came in at number five. You're wondering, okay, well, who's the first four ahead of him? DK Metcalf, but he only had 20 targets. So you got to remember that. So he had an 87.9 grade. Adam Thielen had an 84.3 grade for the Vikings. Cooper Cup with the Rams had an 83.5 grade. DeAndre Hopkins with the Cardinals, 79.9. Then there's Devontae Adams with the Packers, now obviously with the Raiders, 78.9. 
4.4, and he said Adams caught 18 of his 26 red zone targets for 110 yards and tied for the second most touchdowns with 10. He averaged only 6.1 yards per reception but caught 76.9 of his 20 open targets. That's what they say about Devontae Adams, who came in at number five. Justin Jefferson of Minnesota, 77.6. Then the very next guy, Hunter Renfro from the Raiders, receiving a grade in the red zone, 77.2. And so he says if Cooper Cup's out, uh, outlier 2021 season was removed, Renfro would have had the second most red zone receiving yards with 114. He caught 18 of his 24 targets, 17 of them were, which were open. The other Raiders receiver also other receiver also hold in 100% of his catchable targets and rounds out the aforementioned three-way tie with nine touchdowns. So Hunter Renfro came in at number seven with a 77.2 uh, grade. Now, what's interesting is you go from seven, you go all the way down the list, and I won't go through every wide receiver. You go all the way down the list, and you see at number 23, Mac Hollins. Mac Hollins was with the Dolphins. He's now with the Raiders. He had a receiving grade in the in the red zone of 68.5. Now, of course, that's not super high, but when we start to talk about how things could change in the red zone, none of us think, oh, well, Mac Hollins is going to be a difference maker. Well, what they have to say about him, the only 2021 Dolphins receiver on the list, Hollins was targeted just eight times in the red zone. He caught four passes for 21 yards and three scores. His 5.3 yards per reception average ranked fourth worst, but he hauled in 100% of his catchable targets. So, again, nothing to write home about, nothing to say, oh, my gosh, that's going to be the guy. But just know he can be a guy. You know Devontae Adams is going to get targeted. You know Renfro is going to get targeted. You know Waller is going to get some targets. Maybe look out for Mac Hollins in the red zone. Maybe look out for him. He's a guy that's also a special teamer. He's a guy that can – he has some speed. Raider fans, you know that very well. You saw him get behind uh, Damon Arnett. I don't have to re keep reliving that. But just know he caught four passes in the red zone a season ago for 21 yards and three touchdowns. And that's coming from pretty bad quarterback play, in my opinion. So now the Raiders, as Scott pointed out to me, have three, three guys on the top 25 list according to Pro Football Focus that just charted for red zone effectiveness in 2021. So I thought I'd bring that to the table. I found that to be pretty interesting. Again, that was from a tweet that uh, my guy Scott just pointed out to me, and I thought that that was pretty cool. 702-365-9200, uh, that's the Raider Nation listener line. Also, we have the Salmon Ass text line at 69187, keyword R&R. &R. The text says, what up, Q? Big JT from Santa Cruz. Adams will give Carr a great statistical year and open everything up for Renfro, Waller, and the run game. Let's go just win baby so again that kind of goes back to Damon your uh, your initial remarks about how Adams is going to change the game for the Raiders but we want to hear from you on the Raider Nation listener line as well 702-365-9200 who you got up first Damon I'm going to go out to just win Wendy hey just win Wendy welcome to the show hey how you doing I am blessed how are you <laughs> me too man I am totally blessed I don't know for sure listen how can you not have seen the Manning crash? It is so funny. I'm, I'm highly recommending that you watch, that you, like, tape it and watch some of it next time, even if you don't want to watch it, the game through there. Um, but they are so funny. And the guests they have on just totally are totally crazy. I mean, you know they had Marshawn Lynch last time, Yeah, right? yeah, that's what DeMar was saying, yep. Oh, my God. I love it. I mean, because... 
you know, the, the couple of games that I saw, they weren't games that I was totally into, and so right. I could have it on in the background. But I, I just thought they, they are so funny. They rib each other the whole time, the two brothers. And then they get these people on, and, and they get them to say all sorts of crazy stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's just it's really, really great. Unscripted, you know, just really funny. So I would highly recommend it for the comic relief. And also, I mean, I mean, Peyton's talking about football, and Eli's talking about football, too. You know, they're going, okay, what play are they going to do next and all that? Anyway, so that's right. cool. Yeah. But anyway, what effect is Devontae Adams going to have on the field? Oh, my God. What is he not going to have on the field? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to think of one thing. I can't think of one thing. It's just like he is going it, to – it just changes everything. Um, I remember a few years ago, you know, we had another <clears throat> uh, he who shall not be named and a uh, receiver – and we were all thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to totally change the game, having <laughs> that person on the field. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's going to affect the defense all over the place. They will have no idea who to cover. And, I mean, when he does catch the ball and run, we're all going to be dying. We're all going to be dying in stands. We're going to be screaming. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Hey. I love it. I love it. Great call. It's always good to hear from you. It's just when Wendy. And you know what? I know she didn't want to say the wide receiver's name, but she's not wrong. I mean, the effect that Antonio Brown was supposed to have on the Raiders is the effect that Devontae Adams is going to have. Right? I mean, seriously. Because A.B. came in. Did he say all the right things? I'm going to hold guys accountable. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. We're going to, you know, and you saw him. You saw him in, in, in short little spurts, you know, trying to tell guys how to run certain routes, how to break off certain routes, how to see what the DB is going to do. Kind of what Mike Haynes told us. Remember when I talked to him weeks ago and he said that, you know, I, I saw things that guys were doing in practice and I'd say, hey, do you know you do this? Every time you run this route, you know, you, you do this. Or every time you're going to get the ball, you tighten up your chin strap or just give them little nuggets. A.B. was doing that to a very small extent. When he wasn't being a diva and sitting over by himself and pouting and looking at his feet and looking at his stones and whatever he was looking at. I mean, you know, trying to find a helmet that fit, whatever the case was. Uh, I'm just glad that era is over. But Devontae Adams is a professional. Devontae Adams didn't show up late for his uh, signing his contract. Devontae Adams isn't having helmet issues. Devontae Adams isn't burning his feet in, in hey, you that's know, a serious issue, man. cryo chambers. And, I mean, all, I'm serious. I mean, like, everything – A.B. had going on. And then think about this. Once he left the Raiders, look at all the other issues he still had. Think about that. I mean, the Raiders, that that little small small little sliver of time when he was supposed to be a Raider, I mean, yeah, there was issues. But, man, he had so many more issues once he left the team. It, it's almost so funny because whenever his name is really brought up, they always say, like, former Raider wide receiver, A.B. A, it's like he never was a Raider wide receiver. He literally never took a snap in the regular season. Hell, he never took a snap in preseason. Remember the one time he actually dressed out and ran a couple routes in, in warm-ups before the game? Was that game that they played in Canada on a short, on a short field? Remember the, the field that had holes on it, and so they, they shortened the field? It was an absolute joke. If I was the people that paid money in Canada to go see the game, I'd be so angry because the field was an absolute disaster. But I believe he caught a touchdown pass in warm-ups, and that was the only thing he literally ever did in a, in a, in a Raider jersey. And so that the good thing about it is Wendy's just – she's absolutely right. That's why she's just went Wendy. She's 100% right. Everything that 
every Raider fan was hoping they were going to see and get from Antonio Brown, you will see and get from Devontae Adams because he's a pro's pro. None of that childish BS. He ain't taking off his pads and his all that jersey and throw it into the stands and run off the field talking about peace and all He's not that dude. Remember the I'm, I'm free, I'm free right. once the trade was announced? Yeah, exactly. Running around, Grandma, Grandma, I you, you just told me everything was going to be great. You know, I mean, just unbelievable. What a clown show, right? What an absolute clown show. So glad that that era is over. Jeez. 342 is the time. Damon, who's up next? Anthony in Minnesota. Anthony, Ant Dog, what's on your mind, man? Welcome hey. to the show. <laughs> What's up, guys? Just driving through Tennessee. Hey, great show as always, guys. But I got to agree with Demond, and uh, and I'm kind of I love just when Wendy, but I agree with one thing she said and disagree with the other thing. The first thing I disagreed with was the Manning show, horrible. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching it a few times, and just like you said, I think Demond said you got. I had a 75 inch TV. I couldn't watch the game. They kept goofing off. It wasn't about football. What I was watching, and I'm like, see ya. Turned it off. Having said that, I think with Devontae Adams, she's absolutely right. You guys are right. That guy is going to do what Henry Ruggs did for a couple games last year. There was a couple games there where him and Carr were on fire. He began to catch the ball, and they were shredding defenses, man. They could strike anywhere. And I think it's going to help out in the red zone as well with the play calling from Josh McDaniels. It's not going to be telegraphed, just run, run, run. But I think for that little throw, you know, corner throw, I really feel Devontae Adams is the key to our offense as far as allowing everybody else to do what they do well. It's the missing piece. So super excited. And uh, the last thing I'll say since you just mentioned about the A-B situation last year, you know what? I, it, was, it was upsetting me to watch Gruden just continually try to work it out in a way that came across as sickening to me. Whereas Mike Bayock, once he crossed that line, see ya. Can't believe it took so long to get rid of that guy. So you guys are right about that. But let's go Raiders! Nice. Ant Dog right there with some extra heat. Driving through Tennessee. Tennessee. It's from Minnesota, but driving through Tennessee. Great call, my man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, you know, the thing about it is, like those Manning casts and all that, uh, it might be entertaining. It really might. I just don't get into watching those things. I don't get into watching a lot of things, though, because I have issues. I'll tell you that right now. I have issues, and I have no problem uh, telling you that. I don't even like watching series. I don't like watching series because they're not over fast enough, right? I mean, it's like you have to continue to pay attention. That's why I like Law & Order SVU so much because I can just tune in, and it's one episode. Once that hour's over, for the most part, it's a wrap. Every once in a while, they'll have a To Be Continued, part two, part three. Once it became part three of that uh, Law & Order SVU, I was like, okay, this episode's boring. That was the one where, like, Liv got kidnapped, and the guy was real crazy, and like he wanted to rape her and all this other stuff, and he took her to the mountains and everything. It was real foul. But uh, anyway, it ended up working out okay for Liv because everything works out okay for Liv. But uh, I, I think you know what I'm talking about, where you had the she had, <laughs> she had beat him up or something like that and all this stupid stuff. But anyway, once once the hour's over, the show's over, and I'm good. That's why I like shows like that. Series is like, oh, man, I got to tune in again. I just My attention is not there. My 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 ADD is all over You're the place. You're not trying to watch a show where they like that goes back to season two, right? Yeah, yeah, man. When you he know, puts that piece of paper down, there that was, was a, the key to everything. There was a show one time that I started talking about that I was like, man, this is a series and it's pretty good. And apparently, it was on like series ten and I, or you know, season ten, and I was only on like season one. You know, that's why I never finished shows like Power. I never finished shows like Ghost. Uh, I never finished shows like The Shy. You know, I, I never finished any of those because I can't. My attention is never there. I never have full focus on anything. <laughs> I just can't. 
That's why when I do my podcast every day, they're short. <laughs> Actually, they're not. I get in trouble from being longer than they're supposed to be. But <laughs> that's why they should be short because I can stay focused for a quick second and keep it going. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. 3.46 is the time. Uh, keep them calls and texts coming. Let us know about it, man. 702-365-9200. Sam and Ash text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Let us know what you believe the biggest Devontae Adams effect will be. How will he improve the overall team the most? This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Got a few minutes here before we close out hour number two. Coming up in hour number three, we're going to continue with our training camp two-a-days as we're motoring through the Raiders 2022 regular season schedule. We'll be talking to Gene Frenette from the Florida Times Union, talking all things Jacksonville Jaguars as uh, they have a lot of weapons around Trevor Lawrence. They have a new quarterback and Doug Pe- or a new uh, uh, new head coach to help out their quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. But Doug Peterson is the new head coach. We'll talk all things Jaguars coming up at four o'clock. Then at four thirty, Mike Wells from ESPN will join us to talk all things Indianapolis Colts. But right now we're talking about Devontae Adams. We're talking about a, a variety of different subjects, but in particular Devontae Adams and what effect he will have on the team in twenty twenty two. And it's one thing to say he's going to have fifteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. This, that, another. That's that's one thing to say, but I really want to look for how he helps the team overall, how he helps everyone get better. What do you think the Adams effect is going to be? And I love this text right here from my brother all day, Raider A. He says, Adams effect has already started. It's the Lombardi effect. As soon as he signed, we became a Super Bowl contender. That's from all day, Raider A. And the reason I love that text is because he's not wrong. As soon as Devontae Adams signed with the Silver and Black, I know that there was certain outlets that thought, oh, that's cute, whatever. You know, it's just a certain player, whatever. But for the most part, nationally, a lot of outlets are saying, hey, man, hey, man, hey, bro, hey, watch out for that team, man. That team's got a little something-something. Matter of fact, Adam Rank from NFL Network, he went through the Raiders' schedule and ranked him at 12-5. and He gave him a 12-5 and overall record. He also – said it's Super Bowl or bust for the Silver and Black. He's one of the one of the guys that have been pretty high on the Raiders so far throughout the course of the offseason. Guess what? Adam Rank will join the show tomorrow at 3 o'clock. He'll talk about that. So you can put that in your notes as well. This is what we do, man, heavy hitters. We bring the heavy hitters to the show. Adam Rank will join the show at 3 o'clock to talk about the Raiders going 12-5 and five as he went through their schedule and believes that that's what they can come up with. And also Super Bowl or bust. So that goes back to all-day Raider A's text. Devontae Adams made them a Super Bowl contender by by just signing. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to go win it. No one's going to just hand them a Lombardi because Devontae Adams is on the team. But it, it gives it, it gives them that team that 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 look of being legit, right? You know, when you when you want to be legit and you want to show that hey, this, we're we're for real. We're not just a, a little bit of a joke, or we're not this, that, and the other. We're not you know some gimmick. We're the real deal. That's what signing a guy like Devontae Adams does. That makes everyone know that, oh, wait, hold on. They're for real. Oh, wait, they're serious? Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, the Raiders are trying to do some things. Oh, they're trying to. They're not trying to run from the AFC West. They're trying to compete in the AFC West. I like it. 
Because one of these things that about Devontae Adams, I like that little thing that he said there. It's the Lombardi effect. Because without Devontae Adams, this team does look different. This roster does look of different course, yeah. if it's still Zay Jones if they just ran it back. But just with that one addition, it's like this is now a Super Bowl contender. It is – ooh, that's, that's a little tough to say. I don't want to put my name on that. Super Bowl or bust. But having Devontae Adams, like you said, it's legit. When you get that one piece, you know, maybe the, the Miami Dolphins, they thought maybe Tyreek Hill's that piece for them. That makes them legit, but it does it change the entire complexion of this offense just by adding that one guy. Right, and what I think that Adam Rank means, and of course we'll talk to him tomorrow at 3 p.m. here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. What I think he means when he says Super Bowl or bust, and I'll let him answer for himself tomorrow, but I just think he means that if you look at the way the roster is, is presented, you see the way that the roster is constructed as far as contracts, and you see the way that the talent has been brought in, a nice, a, nice, a, a nice blend of veterans and also youth, it gives the Raiders a chance. Again, you've got to go out there and earn it on the field. Everything can look good on paper. My grandmother says all the time, or said all the time, rest, rest in peace, she said, just because it looks good and feels good don't mean it is good. And she was spot on, 100% true. So just because it looks good on paper don't mean it's going to be good on the field. They've got to go out there and earn that. But I believe – with what you see and what they've done, they're giving themselves an absolute chance. So I think that's a great text from All Day Raider A. Mailman Raider said, what about making it easier on the coaching staff? McNanny licking his chops with the wide receiving core. And that's, that's, a good, uh, that's a good point because if you go back, and I know no one wants to do it, but if you go back and look at the Patriots, and that's all we have to go off of right now, he hasn't really had a ton of talent at the wide receiver core, or just talent in general. You know, and that's no disrespect to anybody that was on the roster because if you're in the league, you're talented, but we know there's different levels to the game. And he hasn't had weapons like a Devontae Adams, like a Hunter Renfro, like a Darren Waller, all at the same time. Now, he's had, you know, Gronk and, and Aaron Hernandez. They were fantastic. He's had really good slot receivers. He's had Randy Moss. He had Wes Welker and Randy Moss at the same time. And guess what? Both guys had a hell of a season. <laughs> incredible season. And they probably should have won the Super Bowl. They didn't, but they should have. That's how damn good they were. Just incredible. So, really, they haven't, you know, he hasn't had the weapons at his disposal that he has this upcoming year. A seasoned veteran quarterback in Derek Carr that can, you know, get the ball to these guys and is already very comfortable with Hunter Renfro and obviously he's familiar with Devontae Adams. He's very comfortable with Darren Waller. I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of things to like with the potential. But, again, the potential is untapped. It has not been proven yet. So they've got to go out and prove it. 3.56 is the time. i got some more tweets and texts that I want to get to. We'll get to it in a few minutes because coming up next, we're going to kick off hour number three of the show. We're flying through this thing. We're going to continue with our training camp two-a-days. Gene Frenette from the Florida Times Union. He'll join us to talk all things Jaguars. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.